as our increasingly secular culture groans for divine intervention. The divide between sacred and secular work must fall. God's people need to utilize their vocational callings to uphold God's mission of restoration. When we love God and love our neighbors in our vocations, the Great Commission and the Great Commandment intersect to proclaim Christ's supremacy in everything. Welcome to Walk With Me. I hope you have enjoyed the last several podcasts about the doctrine of vocation. Today we finish up our fourth and final episode by talking to Beth Reyes, who found her calling in being a wife, a mother, and a homemaker. Listen in and enjoy. Today on the podcast, we have Beth Reyes. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family, your faith, anything we might like to know about you. Okay. Well, um, Jesus really changed my life when I was about 18 years old, and um, I've just been thankfully learning and growing in my relationship with Christ. Um, got married uh, fairly young. I was 21. Uh, my husband and I have five children. And okay. Two and a half grandchildren. Uh, wow, and your recent empty nesters in the last yep. year or so? Yep. Okay. Um, and so yeah, three of our five children are married, and so our family's you know getting bigger. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're loving this season of life. I have a real heart to encourage moms um, at home. Great. The calling of being a homemaker. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're here to talk about today. Yes. So I've been talking about the doctrine of vocation, mm-hmm. and we've talked to, to a lot of women who do a lot of things, and I really wanted to include a woman who here who um, really valued domesticity and homemaking, mm-hmm. and I thought of you. Okay. And so I'm going to ask you a few questions, and you can tell us kind of um, how you feel like God has called you to that and mm-hmm. how he's used doing that. Absolutely. All right, so you were, at a, you were a stay-at-home mom. For your five kids, you homeschooled them? All yeah. Through? All right. Wow. All the way through? Um, it varied. Our okay. older two kids, some they did part-time homeschool, part-time public school when okay. they got to the high school level. Yeah. And then our younger three children went to high school okay. uh, when they got to be ninth grade. So, oh, okay. Yeah. But up yeah. to that point, yeah. We yeah. We homeschooling and... So tell me why you chose to stay home with your kids. Sometimes that's... A point of contention, maybe between the husband and wife, or maybe yeah. the wife doesn't feel like it's a valuable thing. Tell me why you chose to stay home. You know, it really was an easy choice for me, Tori. Um, even though I graduated with a four-year college degree, uh-huh. I really never had a heart to be outside the home. Huh. Um, and I th- think that's due largely to the fact that I had a mother who loved being a homemaker. Huh. She was at home, um, and just the way she lived her life, and I could see the joy um, and the vision that she had for all that she did in the home, it really gave me a great desire to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I've always just desired to be at home with my children, and I considered it like a really important job, just as important as going out and working outside the home to, you know, make $60,000 a year. I uh-huh. felt like it, it didn't make any monetary value, but what I could do in the home not only would save a lot of money, but more importantly... I felt like I could, God could use me to have a greater impact on the spiritual and emotional um, makeup of our children. Right. Um, and it also probably freed your husband to yes. be able to do what he needed to do. Yes. Huh. Yes. And it, it wasn't easy to make that decision financially for us. My husband was a teacher, okay. a public school teacher. Okay. We didn't have a lot of money. We raised five children on a small income. And so 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was never an easy financial choice, but it really was awesome to see how God would come through for us. We would just go to him with all the needs, uh, and, and we were very content. God provided for us through lots of hand-me-down clothes. Mm-hmm. We would go to garage sales, and our children loved to go to Goodwill and find things for $2 and yeah. be super excited yeah, about this. And, and so God really provided tremendously for our family. We felt like... You know, we just tried to honor him with that choice, and he provided abundantly for all that we needed. So Uh it worked, and I just um, feel like I'm at this place now, much like you. We just want to inspire um, and impart vision to the younger women that might be listening. And so I hope that... um, Why do you think that young women sometimes think the choice to stay home is a a less honorable one than going to work? Yeah, I think um, our culture has grown in the materialistically huh. uh, that place a lot of value on possessions and yeah. um, and having money and acquiring things yeah. and that name brand, name brand clothes are somehow real important and huh. children don't know or care right. about exactly. any of that. Yeah, um, and so I think that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we would love to, you and I both, and many of our friends would love to inspire women to value mm-hmm. staying at home because it yeah. is a very, very important calling oh, that our yeah. society is not very good at affirming. And it's so hard, Tori. I mean, you you know as well as mm-hmm. I do, mm-hmm. making that choice to be a homemaker mm-hmm. was not only hard financially, but it was it was really a struggle in different aspects. And I think any anybody who's had children at home um, knows lack of sleep. You know, you're mm-hmm. on call 24 hours a day. <laughs> right. You're up a lot. Your job doesn't end. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. And I remember being up at nights nursing a baby and just crying out for grace to God help me because I know I've got my full day tomorrow. Exactly. And I, I can't take a break. Right. I don't know how I would get a rest. Um, right. And there's the repetition of mundane daily tasks mm. that a lot of women find that's a challenge because it's it it's is. kind of boring. Like every single day you've got to do the same things with right. cleaning and dishes and laundry right. and um, making meals and cleaning up and cleaning up. And, it, yeah. and you get it all done and then it's like it all needs to Dude. be done and, the next day. And I've read, I think Oswald Chambers says, your true character is shown in the drudgery of life. Yes. You know, if you can do those with a really good attitude, it's mm. really hard to do them with a really good attitude. Yes. You know, you really develop a Christ-like character. Yes. Yeah. And it's those challenges that I think that um, make it hard. And, and you yeah. feel you can feel somewhat isolated if you're yeah. not intentional about um, having other relationships with women. Mm-hmm. Or um, How did you do that? How did you not just kind of cocoon yourself but yes. intentionally have other oh, I was relationships? So, so thankful. God gave me um, several strong um sisters. Okay. One of them was like an older sister to me. And she really mentored me through the seasons of motherhood too, as well as my mom and, uh-huh. and other good friends that were at the same stage of life that I was in. And we would refresh each other. We would, I would say, I'm taking your kids ah. one day this next month for the whole day. And yeah. she would do the same for That's me. That's so important. And it was so important. It was so key. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I think there's just so much to accomplish in the home uh-huh. when you've got children at home that you you rarely feel like you're all caught up on everything. Oh, yeah. And that that yeah. used to just wear me out. Sometimes I would just feel like a, a hamster in a cage just running the wheel and running the wheel and running the wheel and just feeling like, can I ever get off this right. this wheel? Like never it's ends. just you Laundry know, so, never ends. Yeah. yeah. Those are kind of the challenges and yeah. what makes it hard. Um, but that's why ke- keeping a vision... Um, is really key. Like having a vision of why am I doing this? Huh? You know, I'm I'm not making any money. You know, a paycheck. Yeah. I am able with what I'm doing at home to save a lot of money by huh. 
making a lot of meals from scratch. Right. I, you know, um, I made all our breakfast from scratch and, and made a real structured meal plan that helped our money save our family save a lot of money. Yeah, that's key. Cut all our kids' hair at home. Yeah. You know, I was able to shop for deals, go to garage, you know, whatever mm-hmm. we, we did, mm-hmm. I was able to save a lot of money. But um, the important thing is to keep that vision fresh. And the way that God helped me do that was just being inspired by, you know, my older mentor sister, um, also just by reading books, hmm. um, going to conferences that mm-hmm. would refresh my and strengthen my vision for all that God was accomplishing. So what would you say your vision as a stay-at-home mom was? Like, could you articulate mm. that? That's a good question. I guess I would say um, I felt like God was calling me to be um, like this, like I saw it as this powerful position mm-hmm. that God has given me these children. He has given us these children to raise for his purposes. Like, you, Beth, you don't know how I'm going to use your children and how their lives may mm-hmm. impact the future generation. And mm-hmm. so I was given this task of molding and shaping their hearts and their minds for God mm-hmm. because then God can take them and and use them for his purposes in the next generation and so I felt like that was something I had to keep renewing and refreshing my vision mm. of that to keep it before because it's me. hard to remember that when yes. you're constantly cleaning up yes you know things off the floor or changing diapers oh or, absolutely yeah it's hard yeah. to remember that and I think the worldly wisdom would say that you go to the workforce to find your value as a person huh. or to do something significant in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with with working um, outside the home, too, if, if that's where God has you. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that God's word um, also calls to great significance in the home, that women are to be busy at home, mm. that we're called to manage our homes. And so if you want to work outside the home... Your, your calling first would be to make sure that you're you're running everything in a way that you're still able to manage your home well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've had to take yeah. a part-time, well, you yes. worked full-time for a while. Yes, I worked full-time uh, the last three years. Mm-hmm. And then this last January, I asked them if they would let me, allow me to do my full-time job three days a week. Mm-hmm. And I have to work a lot harder those three days yeah. to get it a five days worth of work done in three days. But um, that's what I want to do because I, I still, even though we don't have children at home, yeah. I love being home. Yeah. I love making meals for people. Yeah. We and I think a lot of over. people, a lot of women feel like that and they feel guilty about it. Oh yeah. I, but I, I don't. think it's in us. I think it's <laughs> yes. God placed that in us because we are to be homemakers. Yes. And whether we work and both you and I both work outside right. the home, you know, yeah. now and whether we work or we're home full time, we're to be homemakers yes. and give life yep. to our home. Yeah, and to serve your family through your serve home. Serve your family. Making, you can get real joy out of making a good meal for your family. Absolutely. Or making it nice and cozy. Or Yes. Yeah. You know, we have once a month family days where all our kids will come back and we'll just hang out for the day. And yeah. I, I take great joy in planning the meals and right? making it so that nobody has to bring anything. You yeah. just come home, walk yeah. in, and everything's ready care for of. you. Let me nurture you. Yeah, I think a lot of us actually innately, not all of us, but a lot of women are natural nurturers. Yes. And so that feels like the right thing to do to nurture, you know, yes. either our own children or if we don't have children, other people, you other, know, other people. women. That's a really good point, Tori, because, yeah. I mean, if you're single, yeah. um, you can be a homemaker. Right. You can use your your apartment, your little place, yeah. and God can use you to nurture and care for, provide a meal for somebody who needs it, um, shelter, let somebody stay there that might need a place, a safe place to be. Yeah. Um, but I feel like our calling as 
as wives is to find a, your significance in home as you love, honor, serve your husband and your children, and, uh -huh. and just how you manage your home. Yeah. You know, it talks about in um, Titus, you know, the older women are to teach yeah. the younger women too, yeah. um, to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, which means right. your some translations say busy, busy at home because mm -hmm. there's a lot to do to try there's to manage a, a home. Do. Right. I remember when I first got married and lived in a little apartment, I remember saying to a girlfriend of mine, wow, managing a home is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot I of work just surprised. for a husband and myself. Yes. Yeah. You know, just keeping up on things like buying toilet paper or yeah. keeping the cupboards stocked. I remember being equally shocked, I think, as when I had just, I think, two children mm -hmm. at the time and thinking, how did my mom have five children? This is a lot harder than it looks. It is a lot harder than you think it is. Yes. Yeah. To just try to to manage everything. Yeah, because your mom was probably kind of in the shadows doing the things you didn't even know she yes. was doing. And it yes. seems like everything flowed smoothly because she was the creator of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at First Timothy, too, it talks about um, younger wi widows should marry, bear children, and manage their households. Mm. So that term manage your households would apply to to anybody, whether you're single or married, I think mm -hmm. just um, managing your place, your apartment, your home. Mm -hmm. um, and to do this, we need to be intentional yes. and think of it like it's as important as a paying job. Exactly. If you're a mom and let's say all your children leave for school, do you have a routine for the day set up? Like uh -huh. I want to be, I want to have a routine that works well for me so that I'm regularly accomplishing, staying on top of the laundry for my uh -huh. family. How am I cleaning the house on a regular basis so that it looks fairly good most of the time? Right. Um, how am I meal planning and, and working in time to make wholesome meals for my family? And how can I be relaxed when I get home to be able to lighten them Yes. and not be stressed out like I have so many things to do? That was yes. my thing. I wanted to get a lot of my things while my children, they were in public school, yeah. while they were gone. I wanted to get a lot of my things I had to get done so when they came home, I could sit with them, they could have a snack, we could talk about their day, and I wouldn't feel rushed or distracted. Yes, that's really, really important good. to me. So you had to be disciplined with your time. So I had to know that I had to be done by 2.30 oh, every yeah. day so I could pick them up and, yeah. Yeah, I think I would communicate that God has chosen each one who's listening to this um, to have the most important position of impacting your children for this next generation. Huh. What are God's plans for your children? How might he use them to impact the culture for Christ? Um, you have a great position of power to help mold the hearts and minds of these children's moral character. And this influences the generation, the next generation in this culture that we live in. Right. Um, it's a huge, powerfully impacting position to be mm a mother, to be a homemaker. And we need to be telling women that more and more. Yes. Because our society is not saying that. Yes. You know, you were talking something about George Washington, yes. I think, or Abraham Lincoln before we started. Yes. Tell, tell me that again. Yeah, there were two um, examples of some really tremendous godly men that were used to shape our nation in a, in a huge way. Um, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. And so I just okay. want to take just a second yeah. and talk about these men of high moral fiber and character who lived through incredibly stressful times in the culture. Yeah. I mean, so many um, things depended on them. The whole nation was yeah. depending on these men. Right. Talk about pressure. Um, and George Washington was quoted as saying, my mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. All that I am, I owe to my mother. 
I attribute all my success in life to the moral, intellectual, and physical education I received from her. Wow. Um, for example, his mother had him write out the rules of civility and decent behavior in company and conversation. That was the title of this little booklet that she gave him. And wow. she said, George, you're going to write these out. So he had to hand write them out. There were 110 oh, rules wow. that he wrote out to practice penmanship and to learn morals. And so, like, for example, the first rule was every action done in company ought to be done with some sign of respect to those that are present. Huh. Um, and one of the other ones was, when you speak of God and his attributes, let it be seriously and with reverence. Huh. I mean, just some examples. Yeah. But she probably elaborated on what this meant. Right. And imagine getting your kid to do that. Yes. You know, that they would probably like, I don't want to do yeah, that. Of course. You know it's that. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, yeah. everybody knows the story about George Washington yeah. when he was said, did you cut down the cherry yeah. tree? And he said, I cannot tell a lie. Yeah. Well, who helped him know? Yeah. The difference right between yeah. lying, the right and wrong, and telling a lie and telling the truth. I'm sure it was his mother who, who instilled that character in yeah. him. And God used him greatly to shape. He was the father of our nation. I mean, our country, I don't know, would have survived this the um, Revolutionary War without yeah. his incredible leadership. Right. Um, and so moms so, have a very powerful role. Yes. And not only in their own families, but women in general have a very powerful role to be able to teach and uh, yeah. inspire and do you think Other that his women. mother knew that she was shaping a future leader for the nation? I think nation? she was just being faithful in the calling yes. that God gave her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, Abe Lincoln, uh -huh. um, he was quoted as saying, all that I am or hope to be, be. I owe to my angel mother. Mm -hmm. Now, Abe grew up in a poor frontier family. Mm -hmm. Life was incredibly difficult. Uh, his mother taught him to read, and she inspired him to read and allowed him to stay up at night by firelight. She didn't want him to use the precious little candles that they had, and so he would stay up at night by firelight and read. Um, and she taught him many things that shaped his moral character. He endured so much adversity in his life. It's incredible. If you read a, his biography, yeah. I mean, so many personal struggles. Um, but God used those, and, and he had been instilled early on, uh -huh. you know, to have a God shaped worldview hmm. um and that all came from his parents teaching that and, and these women were really busy they were um like killing chickens oh, and making yes. you know they were chopping firewood yeah, probably they were had a lot to do washing their clothes with a you know oh. a washing board and it's yes. not like they had a lot of comforts and leisure that we have absolutely and yet still yes they were pouring into their children very so intentionally that's a really good point because don't you think that they were as they're washing the clothes they're, they're teaching every time, everything, think. all day long can be a teachable moment. Yeah, oh yes. Just teach them yeah. while you're doing this. While you're, hey, come build, come make this bread right. with me. And let's talk yeah. about yeast. Yeah. What does God say about right. yeast? Or let's go out and pull the weeds. What, right. You know, what does God say? That's an say? excellent way to work into mm -hmm. conversations about God. Make him part of your everyday. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and George Washington... Um, the, the stress that he was under during the Civil War, that's another thing. It was the hugest uh, war, terrible war that yeah, our ever. nation has ever mm -hmm. had. There was more death than, uh, and the impact of that, you know, and he had to stay strong in, in, when he made that decision to free the slaves, it was terribly unpopular. Uh, there was so much pressure yeah. on his life, threats on his life, huh. just to make that proclamation. Yeah. And yet he had the moral character and fiber to do so. Huh. And so, you know, I just want to embolden mothers. Yeah. Be strong and teaching your children what's right, what's true, what's yeah. good. And, and to there stay is a strong. Right and wrong. Yes. There and to stay right strong, even when people are saying, 
that's not right or I just or you're thinking wrong you know to teach your children to stand strong against opposition is going to be a really key thing for us to all to teach our children and grandchildren uh, because the world's going against right God. so would you so I my next question would be like how can young we've kindly have addressed this how can young moms at home right now overwhelmed and overworked you know, understand what they're doing is up utmost importance. So what you would probably say is look at maybe moms in biographies and things like that because look at the effect that their influence had on their kids. Yes. I think that's probably a really good way yes. to figure out like, oh, what I'm doing is really, really important. What other ways could they, I mean, other than like, uh, getting together with an older mom and us encouraging them like what you're doing is really really important what else yes. could they do yeah there's some so they're not so books. singularly focused on the drudgery that yes. we talked about right because that can really get you down mm-hmm. how can they know that no this is this is like i remember thinking i want to do big things for god i want to do big yes. things for god god kind of stopped me and said hey what you're doing right now that's exactly what i want you to be doing you Absolutely. know what i was doing that well, i was hanging out laundry on the clothesline <laughs> Yeah, and yep. that's exactly what he wanted to be doing, right? And that was a big thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you were caring for your family. You were managing yeah. your home. Right. I think, you know, some of the things that I did to keep my vision fresh was to keep reading books. Mm. And, and you know, you might think, well, when do you have time with five kids and you're homeschooling them to read books? Yeah. I, I would take time after the kids all got to bed at night. Mm-hmm. Um and my husband and I would spend some time reading in the night. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I would take a half hour after lunch. I'd have the older kids read and the younger kids had gone down for a nap. And I would, I would take a half hour out to myself. Um, and I, oh, a couple good books come to mind. One's called For the Family's Sake. Okay. The subtitle is The Value of Home in Everyone's Life. And it's by Susan Schaefer McCulley. Oh, fabulous book. Tons of inspiration. You could read that every year and continue to learn from it okay we'll link these to the end of the podcast okay and the other one that comes to mind is a book called moms who changed the world uh by lindsay o'connor and it's just tremendous she kind of like talks about like george washington and and how he the great man that he was and then it's like she has an imaginary conversation with his mom oh wow in the book and it's just like tell me how did you do this and how did that look what did that look like in your life to be his mother and um so to be intentional, keep learning, to keep your vision fresh, pray. Um, probably the most important thing is, too, to, to keep your time with Jesus priority uh, every day. Take some Lord. time. And, yeah. and and that doesn't always work out perfect when you've got little kids and you're right. up at night. And, and I used to read thing. my Bible when my kids were in the bathtub. Hey, that works. And I'd read it out loud to them. Uh, yes, good idea. Because that's the only time I had them contained. Oh, yes. You know? Yes. Yeah, and they were having a good yes. time. Yes. Yeah, that works. Whatever works for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Whatever time works. Um, and, you know, some things that work for us as a family um, to try to help our children, to try to keep God central in our yeah. home and in our family. Yeah. Uh, we would try to always have family devotions, 7 o'clock every morning, right before my husband went for work. And, and we would just, it was very simple. Uh-huh. It only lasted 5 to 10 minutes. And we would sit down and he would read a little portion of scripture. Okay. And then we would talk about what that meant uh-huh. and pray. Huh. Yeah, so you know what? And some people say, well, we never could do that. Well, I think most people could do five or ten minutes. Yep. Yeah, and, and it wasn't like it was without interruption. Right. We had to train our children mm-hmm. how to sit and listen yeah, to the Bible. We had a lot of squirming kids, and yep. some they had to learn to not poke right. and fight and pinch right. and whatever. And right. um, sometimes we would allow them to color yeah. in coloring books while you know yeah. we were listening. But, Excellent. Those are really um, good ideas. Memorizing one scripture a week as a family. Yeah. We had an alphabet scripture poster. This was... 
one of the attempts we made many, many attempts to memorize scripture as a family and a lot of times it wasn't successful so yeah. i don't want you to think that this always worked but what what did work well for us was um we had an alphabet scripture poster and you could probably just make your own and you could um, probably find something online yes you probably could yeah. it said like a all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh-huh. B, believe in the Lord Jesus uh-huh. Christ and you'll be saved. And on and on. Each letter represented a, started with a scripture. Right. Um, Not is that good for them. It's really good for you. It was excellent. It was, yeah. the, it was the neatest growing family time together in God's word because huh. we would, all we did, Tori, it was super simple. Before we said, before we had breakfast, we'd say, okay, let's say our scripture for the week. Yeah. A, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. We would all say it together. Yeah. It took about 30 seconds. Yeah. And then before lunch, before dinner, before uh-huh. we prayed for dinner and that was it. And then they would write it out for handwriting. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, before, by the end of the week, we had it all memorized. And so we went through and we had all 26 of those verses memorized. Amazing. And the fascinating thing was that our two-year-old who mm-hmm. I, I just thought she's, she's not memorizing anything. Right. She's just two. Yeah. She was memorizing them. We would say a letter and she would just Blah, 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 it's blah, blah, blah. amazing how yes. sponge-like little kids are. I felt so like, oh yeah. my gosh, I should have been teaching our other uh, older children when they were littler. We did a, a catechism with our children, and oh. I remember our three, and he turned four during it. They were reading and then saying the answers. Well, he couldn't read yet, so he had memorized all the questions and all the answers. Oh, my god! To all of the questions, and we didn't realize that until we were doing, like, a question night, and they were all answering questions, and he knew all the answers. Oh, my god! He had memorized gosh. it all. Wow. Because he listened. He just listened. Yes. Kids are like that. So what you're putting in front of your children's hearts and minds mm-hmm. each day is of yeah. such importance. Don't sit them in front of the TV for yeah. very long. Really, 30 minutes a day in front of the TV is Especially for little enough. kids. Yeah. Yeah, they need to have some unstructured playtime yeah. where they learn how to go play. Uh-huh. Playing um, is the work of childhood. Absolutely. Yeah. It's where their brain is developing and growing yep. and learning how to be creative. Yep. Um, and so it's always good, too, Tori. Um, I don't know if you did this from now and, now and then, but to just kind of take an honest assessment, um, what areas am I doing well hmm. as a wife? Mm-hmm. And what areas am I struggling with yeah. as a wife? Uh, what That's are... really good because sometimes we just say, these are the things I'm struggling with. Yes. But we all know there are things we're doing well. Absolutely. Other people will tell you if you can't see them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what areas am I doing well as a mother? Mm-hmm. And what areas am I struggling as a yeah. mother? And if you're not sure, ask your husband for some honest feedback. Yeah. Ask some friends for some honest feedback. And, and go to some other women in the church and say, this is an area I need help with. I mean, yeah. I remember doing that with meal planning. I, You know, we had this, my husband got paid at the beginning of the month. Yeah. And my food budget for the month was not very big. Mm-hmm. And I had a family of seven to feed. And yeah. so I went to this older, older woman that was also a teacher's wife, and I just said, help me do this. I know you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she That's just... That's something we've a little bit lost, and I think we yes. need to get it back. Help me do yes. this. Help I see you do doing this. it. Yes. And it was so it was so helpful. She, The information she gave me on that, and that's probably for another topic, but just helped me immensely to learn a new discipline for meal planning, and it just empowered me. And I felt so awesome about a meal plan that I had for the month and mm-hmm. how to do it and how to tangible way to do it and how to live within my food budget. And so I felt like, again, this is just one of the facets of this is my job. I am mm. working hard at being a, to yeah, be a good homemaker. homemaker. And so I might not That's be really good. Bringing this a is paycheck. my job. This yeah. is my job. Yeah. This is Excellent. my job. Yeah. Excellent. So, um, do you have anything else you'd like to add? 
You know, I have a quote from this book for the family's sake, yeah. um, just about the atmosphere in your home. Um, and this, I'll just read this quote um, yeah. from Susan Schaefer McCauley. I would love that. I came to know the everyday Lord Jesus within the intimacy of a truly home-like home. My mother often sang songs of gladness about the goodness of Jesus as she worked around the kitchen, and I could see that he made her glad. Or on Sunday evenings when Dad went back to church, we'd be alone in the kitchen listening to a program on the radio that had lots of Christian singing. I think that was special because it was a once-a-week program, and it never disappeared into background noise for me. We'd sing along, happy together and cozy. One warm spring St. Louis evening, Mother started whirling and dancing gaily as we both sang about the greatest love in all of our life, the sweet Lord Jesus. This love sparkled and was enjoyable and gave gladness, and I laughed as I joined in the dancing with a joy that can still bubble up. I will always remember this lovely young mother, the atmosphere in the home that I grew up in, and that special scene. Other times I had nightmares or was sick in the night with croup or measles, and this meant all-night comfort when my mother sat near me. Sometimes my dad would stumble into my bed and rock me in his arms in a rocking chair as he sang, Jesus loves me, this I know. There's so much more I could tell you, for I was taught the Bible stories, even in those years when I was six years old or under. And so I knew this Lord Jesus by word, by song, by hugs and comfort, by forgiveness and faithfulness and meals all together, blessed with prayer. A childhood home like this is a very great and godly gift. Such a legacy does not come from perfect parents, thank God. In fact, perfect parents could not prepare us for a life that's to be full of our own and other people's failings. My parents were always open about the fact that they weren't all that good. Anyway, children see parents for how they are. How could anyone dare suggest or say that working at the huge task of making a home and carrying on through years and years of ups and downs is not one of the very few truly worthwhile ways to spend our energies and gifts in human life. Hmm. Fantastic. Mm. And I especially love the part that she said, hey, they said they weren't all that good and they weren't perfect. Yes. Because we could hear that and think, I didn't do that. Um, What I did was not good. But we did do good things. And... I did mess up too. Oh, yes. And then I had to say, hey, guys, I messed up. Yes. And that, I think, speaks more powerfully maybe than all the perfect things I did. Absolutely. I agree. I And, Tori, I know um, you had shared earlier about just um, has to, having to ask your children for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, oh, how mm-hmm. many times I had to do the same thing yeah. where I just lost my patience. I remember reading 1 Corinthians 13 so many times to myself and thinking, I can't get past the very first one. Love is patient. Love is kind. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, I I need I'm your help to be lo- pa- <laughs> to be patient and kind. Help me be patient and kind. Yeah. And um, all the times I failed that. And but I think the thing that's most important is not that you walk it out perfect, mm-hmm. but that you're authentic and transparent with yeah. your children when you fail. Right. And just say, you know, God's word says this, and Jesus is trying to help me be this, but I keep failing, and I just uh-huh. want please forgive me for right. being sharp. Please forgive me for right. being angry. Mm-hmm. And I think and, that's very powerful. Yeah, because then they see that. Mommy and Daddy have to ask Jesus for help, right. and that God's word is still the most important thing. And exactly. I'm, they're trying to submit to and follow God's rules. Yeah, because I used to tell my children that moms and dads they don't get spankings anymore, but God's given them a Holy Spirit to tell them when they're doing wrong. Yeah. And so that is what tells me, oh, you're not acting like God, yeah. you know. And so that's a conviction, and then I need to tell you I'm sorry. Yeah. So oh yeah, that's I really often good. Told my children like. Mom and dads have to decide if they 
do right or wrong. They don't get spankings to help them now. Like yeah. You guys do. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So you do have to be real and authentic with them. I think that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'd just have to just say a short prayer for the moms out there who are saying, oh, this is, I need this. I need mm. to have a better vision because I'm stuck being overwhelmed. Yes. And I want to delight in my children and my mm-hmm. family. You want to yes. say a prayer for them? Sure. Okay. Oh, Father, we just join our hearts together today. And, and I pray for those out there that uh, maybe just feeling overwhelmed, um, burdened. Uh, maybe you haven't had a template of what a homemaker looks like. Maybe you haven't had somebody to model that for you. And I pray that, um, that Lord, you would just meet this, these moms right where they're at. And that, Lord, I thank you that you are such a great God that you meet us right where we're at. And Father, would you provide mentors and models for these women who need it? And, and Holy Spirit, breathe encouragement and strength into them and freshen their vision of the powerful position they've been given as a wife and a mother in their home. I pray that they would desire greatly to be content in their home and to accomplish all that you have. And we pray that they would um, just embrace the powerful position of molding the hearts and minds of their children for you, for your purposes, God. And I just... We just ask for all of this in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks so much for coming mm-hmm. um, today, Beth. Your passion is obvious about mm-hmm. all of these things, and I, I would hope that that would be the case for more and more of us. So mm-hmm. thanks so much for sharing it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?